The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hallelujah. Let's once again, Pastor T, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Pastor Ida, and all the pastors here. I honor you all. I'm excited. Um, at the, every time I come here, it's always a new level. It's always something I'm saying, oh, this is, this is new, this is awesome, this is great. Um, I saw you um, from the room doing your stuff here. And I, you know, I don't, you may not understand, but, um, you know, because you're growing with the person, you're present, it's different when you're away and you come back. You know how you go home, and travel home, and you see that the person that you left here is now here. The people there didn't notice it. They know but you that went away and came back. So hearing you lead. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Father, we thank you. Lord, we ask you for revelation knowledge to dawn upon our hearts as we look into your word and we receive all that you want to do in this place today. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Now I have... Um, I laid a fairly good foundation for what I want to share with you in the first service. I believe you have these teachings online and all that, so you can always access that. Um, but if you allow me, I want to delve right in and see if you already have the foundation laid. But you will, um, you will be blessed either way. So, Psalm 92, I'm going to go straight to it from verse 12 to verse 14, the King James Version. Psalm 92 from verse 12 to verse 14. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Look at your neighbor and say, are you righteous? Look at somebody else and ask them, are you righteous? Look at them and ask them like you really, really want to know and get an answer from them. Now tell the person, are you really righteous? Not, not Jelenke righteousness, really righteous. Now, did your neighbor change his stance? Tell me if your neighbor, if your neighbor said yes, I'm righteous, raise your hand up. All right. So if you are righteous, you shall flourish. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So simple, right? Come on, talk to me. The righteous shall flourish. Then the next verse says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still be bringing forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Now look at your neighbor and see if your neighbor is fat. If your neighbor is not fat, tell them, I'm, I'm beginning to doubt your righteousness. <laughs> Diary, what's happening to you? Are you still righteous? <laughs> See me asking you. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I want to, like I said, I want to delve right into this. And here, listen. In Christianity, we have too many do's. And I'm realizing that Jesus is not as much about do as he is about be. I did a teaching, move from doing to being. You know, Nicodemus came to him and said, 
we know you are a teacher come from God for no man can do the things we've seen you do. And Jesus said, except a man be born again. See, in the New Testament, it's not about your doing, it's about your being. That's why the works of the flesh are contrasted with not the works of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit. Because not a doing, it's a being. Have you ever seen a mango tree squeezing like someone in the restroom, pushing? And like, what's going on? I want to bring forth my fruit. No, it just bees. Allow my English. It is, and it brings forth fruit. They came to Jesus, a woman who was bowed down, bent over, crippled, bent over. She was having serious issues in the book of Luke. They came to Jesus, saw the woman, and Jesus says, said to her, be free of your infirmity. Be, 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 not do, be free of your infirmity. The, 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 the sad that you see and the far that I see, you don't know who they are. <laughs> Some people that they never see what they are the Pharisee and the sad you see. So they came to Jesus and they said, and they were talking to the people. And they made this statement. They said, there are six days in which you ought to walk. Come in those days and be healed. Be healed when you ought to walk. Because you see, to them, healing, you walk it. But Jesus healed a woman on a Sabbath day. And a lot of his healings took place on a Sabbath day for a reason. And Jesus said, watch his own statement. They, they both used the word ought. There are six, six days in which you ought to walk, they said. Jesus said, ought not this woman, being, see that be again, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from my infirmity. Ought not her be loosed. Consistently, Jesus brings us to this place where we, we begin to see that Christianity is not a do religion. It's a be. If it's ever a religion, which I do not call it so, it's a be. They that, look at our, our text again today. Those that be planted. Be. Those that be planted. Not do, be planted in the house of the Lord. Shall flourish. It's time to move away from do. Now, I, 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 we went to Nairobi to plant a church. Actually started a network of churches. It's been doing amazingly well. We've not even started yet. Um, but we've been having amazing results. But also, I had to start a master's program um, in the University of Nairobi. Strategic management. I'm having to learn read book again. Last week I was reading matrices. <laughs> My son and I are studying matrices together. He said, I can't even imagine that you and I are in class, in school. 
So I had to learn matrices and all that. And, and I have uh, six units and I have to do five, um, I have to do about five hours per day on studies because each course, each unit is about 45 hours of lectures. Put an hour of preparation after, before and after. You have five hours per, per course. At the end of the day, every day, apart from my work overseeing the church in Nigeria, um, pastoring uh, uh, the church in Nairobi, uh, and doing everything I do, I have to add to it five hours of study every day. And all of a sudden, a lot of the things that I've always ensured that I stay with. Um, for instance, I always make sure that my faith for healing is always sharp. I always make sure. When I find myself concerned or worried, you can always check your level of faith with the thermometers of faith. Your joy, your peace. Your sense of joy at your future is a measure of your faith concerning your future. Your sense of rest. And when I feel troubled, I don't even wait for it to stay long. I delve into the scriptures. I meditate on the word. And I stay, I always try to keep my faith strong. Most of you have heard me talk about how since 1996, 1995, 96, I've not been sick. Some people are still waiting for that story to change. Glad to announce to you it is still the same till today. In Nairobi, six out of ten people have been, they've confirmed now, have COVID. But no evil shall befall me. No plague will come near my dwelling. Every germ, every infection, every disease that touches my body dies instantly. That's my confession. And I still do my COVID test before I come to Nigeria. And don't worry, it was negative. Amen. And it will always be negative. So I always try to keep my faith strong. But then I also have to keep my faith strong about finances. God forbid that I now call Pastor T and say that because we're in Nairobi now, we need the financial assistance. I have to keep my faith strong about protection. No evil shall befall me. No plague will come near my dwelling. And, and all of these things, they were easier for me to do when all I was doing was Bible. You see, because my normal work requires me to open the Bible and all I have to do is flip to this side, meditate a bit, and I am good to go. But now, I am now living the life of most of you. I have six, seven, eight hours of my life that have nothing to do with God. Nobody is making me open Bible because of what they are demanding of me. Somebody will come and ask you a question as a pastor. You have to open Bible. And in that answering that question, you yourself, you are fed. But uh, now I have some of it. And, and I realize that that's why a lot of you go through. A lot of you wake up. In fact, you can go through your whole day and not have anything to do with God. And you would have fulfilled that day. Because you are a bank manager. <laughs> and I, and I, I realized that I was having a difficulty maintaining all of these things. And I said, God, what's going on? I, you know, my, 
faith is not like I, I want it to be in this area, that area. It's been a while I meditated on this and this and that. And God said to me, hear me, child of God. He said, if you will live your life daily like I planned for you to live it, you will have everything you need automated. That was what began my journey of what I was sharing earlier, this, earlier today. You will have everything automated. He said, when the food you put in your mouth goes in your mouth, the food does not go look for the acid to digest it. Look for this. No, he said, automatically some things take place. He said, find out those things that you need to do. And when you do them, the automatic process kicks in. Let me give you two quickly. Before I narrow down to what I want to say today. Change what you have called recreation to what God intended it to be. Recreation was never intended to be amusement. Rather, it was to be amazement. God wanted you to recreate by companionship. There was no TV, no movies, no whatever in the garden, remember? And how did he plan for Adam to not feel alone, to not feel bored. Companionship. Companionship. Secondly, I can't elaborate on these things. Change what you call rest to what God calls rest. He said, you have not rested until you have plugged into me and received from me. Your phone, when you use it in a day, you can keep it on the table and it is at rest, but it's not ready to work the next day unless you kept it on the table plugged in. And God told me, he said, stop going to sleep. <laughs> Plug in and sleep off in me. You should never go to sleep without speaking in tongues. Someone say, ah, won't God slap me? You know, we have some crazy ideas about God. I don't have time to go into that. Some crazy ideas. Things that you as a father or a mother won't do. If your child was talking to you and saying, oh, daddy, yesterday was so awesome, and then slept off. Will you go bring out Cain and say, Omba me sorrow. Bam, bam, bam. But that's what we expect of God. That's what we think of God. Rather, you will go, oh, kuti, kuti, puti, puti, puti. <laughs> so why are you scared that, oh, I slept off while I was talking to God. God must be, the next morning you wake up, you can't even pray again. You, you are looking down like, Father God. Because in your mind, God is like, hey, you slept off on me. The whole world is looking up to me and I was talking to you, you slept off. Now, don't sleep off except while you are talking to God. <laughs> because you see, rest was designed to be in connection with him. In the cool of the evening, he will come to them in the garden. Their rest was always connected to him. Check out rest in the Bible. It was always connected to God. The Sabbath. I don't have time, like I said, to go into that. But we need to start being more about being. About learning to be in a position that causes things to be automated. One of those positions, those things, 
I can tell you boldly that there are two, only two things in this world you will ever need to do. To be planted in the house of the Lord and to plant the word of God into your life. That's all you will ever need to do till you die. Every other thing that needs to happen will happen automatically. If you never heard anything I said today, hear these two things. To be planted in the house of the Lord and to plant the word of God as a seed into your life. Just those two things. You don't have, someone say, oh, I need to pray five hours every day. If you need to pray five hours every day, those two things will provoke in you five hours of prayer every day. Don't say, oh, I need to fast. I've not been fasting like I need to fast. Oh, I need to fast. If you need to fast, now, if it's not, not that somebody else fasted and you want to fast. If you need to fast, those two things, planted in the house of the Lord and planting God's word inside of you, those two things will provoke in you. We need to move from where we are trying to do to where the want to changes. There's so many do, 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 do. But the want to, all of a sudden, you see, because there's, the, the, the do, do, do has caused us to, Christianity has now become something that we dread. You have three hours to pray this night before you sleep. And at that moment, you think of your friends who don't have to pray three hours before they sleep. And you envy them. <laughs> you, the envy of the world, you are envying somebody. God never designed that to be the case. God never. That's, that's, unlike, that's crazy. If you were God, who sees heart? You see, human beings, we don't have a problem with that. If you are God, who sees heart? And this person was like, oh. And then he says, Father, I worship you. Oh. Father, I bless you. Oh. And you, you are not seeing the face. You are seeing the heart. And what you are hearing is, oh. Oh. Oh, how would you, you be, would you be like, ah, give it to me, give it to me. I, I love your worship. These people wash me with their lips, but their hearts are far. That's what he was talking about. So here's where I'm going. We need to move to being. And I've talked about, there are two things you will ever need to do in this world. And when you look at the Bible, Jesus talked about this idea of planting in Mark chapter 4. And he said, if you don't understand planting, how would you understand the kingdom? Because kingdom is about you are planted as a seed. And the seed of God's word planted in you. That's kingdom. Every other thing about the kingdom flows from this. So let's talk about this being planted. Let me have my four people again. The one that looks like it's flourishing. Third place. Is that you? Third place. The seed here. Thank you. You go, you are fruit. You are the tallest, you are growth. This is, this is your life. This is what it's all about. So the scripture we read, put it up for me again. As many, those that be planted, they shall flourish. What does it mean to be planted? To be planted is to be surrounded by an environment, a, sur a surrounding, an environment 
for the purpose of fruit. Please stand up. When a person is put in an environment for the purpose of fruit, and that person allows himself between this planting, and all of us have been planted, and growth, this person allows himself to die. That's the only thing you will ever need to do. When the person does that, listen, if you are not planning to grow, don't die. Don't be planted. If you have no plans for, to flourish, you see, because some of you are not here in the first service, so uh, uh, when you are planted, the next thing is you grow, right? And growth leads to blossoming, right? The flowers come up, everything come up. People are like, wow, it's so beautiful, so beautiful. But that's not the end goal. So all your cars and flourishing and all that is not the end goal. The end goal is always to produce fruit. When you close your eyes in death, this one doesn't matter. This one is for here. It's just shining. Oh, this guy, he's a... God will say, where's your fruit? Where's your fruit? And you're like, okay, I had two cars. I worked in IBTC. I am Zenit Bank president. No, where's your fruit? Because that's not your fruit. That is the fruit of righteousness. <laughs> the result of righteousness is peace, is wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. No, because you are now innocent. You are now righteous. Nothing missing, broken or lacking is the fruit of righteousness. And behaving well is still not your fruit. It is the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> your fruit are what is the fruit of corn? It's not a trick question. Corn. Uh -huh. What is the fruit of goats? What is the fruit of the womb of a human being? Some of you are not sure. Has your wife given birth to goats before? <laughs> what is the fruit of a human being? What's the fruit of corn? What's the fruit of cashew? What's the fruit of popo? 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 Fruit of popo is popo. Fruit of popo is popo. They are two different things. <laughs> popo is a kind. Praise God. <laughs> I had one of my, my, my little girl. Uh, um, I grew up in my house, my sister's first daughter. She grew up in my house and all that. So we're like, share, share some nursery rhymes with us. You know, from the village. He just went. And we're waiting for this powerful nursery. Papa is a kind of fruit. Papa is a kind of fruit. Sweet like sugar. Yellow like Fanta. Everybody like Papa. Papa! We laughed all night long at that song. Anyway, the fruit of purple is purple. So your fruit is another you. You see, you see, the thing is that most Christians are busy with their life. Those who will save their life will lose it. But those, see, that's what the dying is. I'm no longer about my life. I am now about producing another me. 
I am constantly. You see, every year you are saying to yourself, how many means have been added to this local assembly? This is not complicated. It's not complicated. God told me, before Pastor T called me, when he called me rather, I said, God, what do you want me to go and talk to them about? God said, I didn't know about restart. Me, I focus on my business, okay? So, I know that you guys are in good hands and I mind my own business in Covenant Light where I am, in Nairobi there. So, I didn't even know about restart and all that. So, what God told me, he said, I am bringing a new beginning to King's Word. And he said, I am sending you there. He said, what I'm asking you to go teach. Now, believe me, there's nothing any, any preacher will prefer, will prefer to, on his Easter Sunday, right? To grab Mike and say, I want to tell you something. Uh, you are coming out. Uh, Jesus came out uh, of the tomb. Uh, you are coming out. Uh, you are coming out. Everybody hey! And probably offering will increase. But God said to me, he said, I am sending you there to bring them into a positioning that necessitates a new beginning. Ah, so I said, okay. And I, I remember telling God, I said, God, I would have preferred for me to just pick one of my, I preach for a while. So I have some solid messages. That of you be like, yeah, ah, ooh, ah. God said, no, tell them about fruitfulness. Tell them about reproducing themselves and how they can arrive here. Because this journey from planting to fruitfulness, growth is automated. Flourishing is automated. The man chasing the double two cars and three cars and promotion and all that, he will fegeron. He will have to do it. Oh, man. When you see him, you know, you know. You know the people that are federal things. You know how they look. But the man chasing, that is, part, that is about this. That's the man that has lost. You see, this guy, the guy chasing flourishing, is still about his life. It's still about his life. My outcome, how it happens for me. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added. They happen. They happen. But there's a positioning. That positioning is be planted and lose yourself in the planting. People fear the word die. It's not sickness. I'm, this is King's words. I don't have to teach you. It's not sickness and disease. Die here is simply losing all of those your pursuits of flourishing and become, when the seed dies, it takes on the nature of the soil around it. If you dig after a while, you can't see where the soil stopped and the seed starts. They mingle together. Am I talking to anybody? We call it decomposition. Call it whatever, but it's death. It is that place where you are no longer about you. And you are now about what the soil is trying to do. What's the soil trying to do? Bring forth fruit. That's what you are about. And when you are about that, the growth begins to happen. Now, let's, let's, because all of this is automated. Let's settle with this guy. Planting. The science of plantedness. The science, biology of plantedness. When a thing, a seed is planted, everybody talk to me. What is above that seed? 
What is around that seed? What is under that seed? Alright. If a seed is planted in the house of the Lord, the family of God, what is above that person? You don't know. Family of God. What is around that person? What is under that person? So I asked the question in the first time. I said, how many of you here know who is over you? How many of you, you have cell systems? You have cell systems. How many of you here? That is what planting is. It's not complicated. I'm not talking about one, oh, you know, there's a, you know, <laughs> I hate what Christianity has become. Oh, you know, there's a spiritual dimension of planting where you are emancipated in the soil of divinity. And then you begin to produce the results and manifestations of the peculiarity of the dispensations of grace. And you bring forth that which is on the inside. A man begin to look at you and say, oh, lo, 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 oh, lo, lo, lo. what is happening to this person? And people, people like you to talk that way. I want to give it to you straight. Do you have a cell? Do you have a cell you belong to? God told me, forget about COVID. COVID is a, COVID na bastard. COVID is nothing. If you are planted, you will flourish. If you are planted, you will flourish. COVID or no COVID. COVID even makes the testimony sweet. If you are planted, you will flourish. God said, tell them about planting. Forget about trying to flourish. Flourishing is automatic. How many of you know the name of the acid that has to be added to the food you eat for it to digest in your body? What's the name of the acid? You don't know. How many of you have gone to buy it before? You bought the food, then you bought the acid. You've never done that. You know why? It's automatic. The moment... You put the food in your mouth, something tells your tummy, start getting ready for food. Your tummy begins to bring out all kinds of acids that need to digest that food. Waiting for the food. Automated process. We are bothered about too many things. We are encumbered matters by too many things. Be planted. So, when a person is planted, he has soil over him. House of the Lord family of God. Who is over you? Who is over you? Pastor T. Pastor T directly. Who is over you? Pastor T. Pastor T. All of you here, Pastor T. Who is over you? Pastor Barry. Pastor Barry. Pastor Barry. I want to know who pastor is not over. <laughs> okay. Who is over you? Pastor Noel. Pastor Noel. Me. <laughs> Ah, it is well. (laughs) Who is over you? Pastor Umi. Pastor Umi. All right. So you have cell systems, right? Are they all led by pastors? Okay, so who? So let me ask you again. uh, Shepherds. And then who is under shepherds? Cell leader is what I want to get to. You see that one that is rubbing on the seed? There are layers, topsoil, layers of soil above the seed. But if that seed does not embrace the one directly rubbing it, it will never receive what the whole layer is meant for. So I want to know your cell leader. Who knows their cell leader in this place? Raise your hand. 
is what God sent me here to do. Who knows their cell leader? Who is your cell leader? Mr. Aladejobi. Mr. Mr. Who else knows their cell leader here? Thank you. Who is your cell leader? Mrs. Umodi. Mrs. Omo? Umodi. Umodi. Mrs. Umodi. Mrs. Umodi, wave your hand. Umodi. Mrs. Umodi. Wave your hand. Oh, Benita's wife. Wave your hand. Oh, you're there. Yeah. Praise God. Do you confirm? You might think what I'm doing here is play. And we may laugh and we should laugh about it. But do you know that God did not design for you to go get faith. Go get how to walk in love. Oh, deal with the issue of holiness. Oh, try to overcome the struggle with sin here. Oh, try to... Eh, try to uh, and then you are looking at the guy who is not born again. Like, ah, I remember the days when I was not born again. We've made Christianity complicated. Be planted. Be planted. Because God arranged for the faith you need to meet you in your planting. God arranged. You see, in that your planting, love work, there are people planted there to provoke your love work. <laughs> you, are, you are saying hallelujah. It's not a good thing. <laughs> but, you, but you know it's true. Some people there, they act in certain ways. And you're like, ah! I walk in love. And now, Blessed is the man that overcomes temptation. So now, there is now a manifestation of the blessing because you chose to walk in love that was provoked by your surrounding. In that planting. God did not plant you in a perfect system because it's meant to provoke. Some of those people will have needs. You think you are going through stuff. COVID hit you bad. You talk to one of them. And God says, take what you have and give that person. And all of a sudden... You are realizing, it's not that bad for me, Sha. This person has it worse. And now you are giving. In that same circle, that you're planting, there's an opportunity to give. There's an opportunity to pray for somebody. An opportunity to be prayed for. An opportunity. Some of the people in your planting will inspire you. Someone says, oh, I, I need an image of... Some of the people in your planting will inspire you for a higher place. And then there are some of them that you will inspire. But it's in that planting. But everyone who is planted will flourish. So here is this, the science of it. Here is the secret of it. There are two things that make this thing work. Number one, hear me, child of God, is the authority to disciple. I can't go into the details of it, but hear this. When Jesus came to the disciples and said to them, they were worshipping in Matthew chapter 28. Jesus showed up. They were worshipping him. We have overrated worship. We have overestimed worship. Oh Jesus, when you ask a believer, what is, how is it to serve God? I worship you Jesus. Tears are coming down your eyes. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. And they think Jesus is going... Oh, Noel, <laughs> I feel you. There's nothing wrong with worship. Singers, I'm sorry. 
But while they were worshipping, go and read it. He showed up. They were worshipping him. He stopped them. He said, they were on the mountain. We have come to the mountain. They were worshipping. He said, from this mountain, go, make disciples. So your worship has a goal. Your coming to connect, to draw, to be impacted has an objective. You don't stay on the mountain. You go from the mountain to make disciples, to have fruit, to make people like yourself, to multiply. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. And this is what I ordained you. I ordained you to go bring forth fruit. So, number one is that authority to make disciples. That every person, Pastor T is carrying it. Where is that lady that, um, Mrs. Umudi, come please. Mrs. Umudi is carrying it. You see, in Christianity, the authority to disciple is not top down. It is given from down up. It says, know those who are over you in the Lord and esteem them for their work. There's a work they are doing. There's a work they are doing. Part of that work is the supply that you need. Do you know that if Mrs. Umudi, I'm so sorry. Please come gently. <laughs> gently. Where is that your member? Do you know that if Mrs. Umudi places her hand on this person and says, Lord, I ask you to heal this person. Do you know it is much more powerful than when she prays for herself? Let me, show, let me prove it to you. Is there, is, there any, is there any afflicted among you? Let him pray. But is there any sick? Let him call for the elders. <laughs> so, after you have prayed, the thing is increasing. Umudio! Umudile! Umudi comes. And then she knows. I don't even need her believing. I need her submitted. I need, I need her honoring. You see, because look at what Jesus said. You have not chosen me. John 15, 16. I have chosen you. And I have ordained you to go bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. But he didn't stop. He said, so that whatever you ask the Father, he will give you. He's talking about why you are producing fruit. So it's not about just her asking for herself. In the process of making this person to be like her, to grow, to arrive at where she is, am I talking to somebody? That discipling process, that fruit-making process, when she asks the father anything, the father will have to do it. So this person now, sick in the body, God forbid, and now, says, Father, let her be healed. Now, the prayer of faith, not might, not could, not possibly will, shall save the sick. It shall. We have missed so many things. We have missed so many opportunities because we have gone on our own. We left our strength behind and we went to war. We left our bow and arrow behind and we went to war. And God has called me here to wake up that. Listen to me. Find out who your cell leader is. Find out where your cell is. Because in that your cell, there is the person who is above you. And there are those who are beside you. And after a while, listen, it doesn't stop there. Because the next level, the second thing that makes this thing work is the fact that you now begin to produce fruit. After a while, you are now giving people to also oversee. That completes the circle. 
Do you know that in producing fruit, everything you need in life is, is catered for? Let me prove it to you and close. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Put that scripture up for me, John 15, 16. And I have ordained, ordained, ordained that you go bring forth fruit. You see, when you read Bible, just think of it like normal English book. You will get more than when you think of it like a Bible. When you think of it like a Bible, you say, oh, I'm ordained. When you think of it like an English book, you say, okay, think of it this way. If I said to Pastor, Pastor Leia, when I was planning, as, as I mean I'm the one that created him, when I was planning for you, I ordained for you to be based in England. Where would he most likely find his wife? England. Where would he most likely find a job? England. Somewhere between England and heading to England and being about England, everything I planned for him is in that. Because when I planned, I ordained him this way. So if someone now tells you, when I planned for you, I ordained you to bring forth fruit. Somewhere in your going about bringing forth fruit, one bus stop there is a wife. One bus stop there is a husband. Sorry, not, not one after the other. One bus stop there is your, is your house, your car, your whatever. We call it flourishing. But it's on the journey to producing fruit. People look at you and say, wow, things are changing for this person. Things are changing. So I've been serving the Lord, serving the Lord. Nothing like that has happened to me. Have you stopped being about yourself? Have you died? Have you embraced this as your singular goal? If you ask me today, what is it that you are about? I'll say producing fruit. Because I'm about that, every other thing works together. All things work together for good to those who love God. Watch this. Who are called according to his purpose. Are you about his purpose? All things work together. I have no fear. My son told them in school. They said there are three kinds of, of response to sudden fear. They said there is flight. There's fright. There's flight. There is freeze. And there's flight. There's another one. My son said, no. There's a fourth one. That my, told the teacher that my dad practices. It's called faith. He was just like this. He said, what do you mean? He said, my dad has never been afraid. You can try it. I've dared anybody. Just, hey! They've done it in my house. I'll just turn. What? Oh, I'm supposed to be scared. Ooh. You know why? I am about an assignment. You see, before you planned to kill me, it was figured out by the CIA of heaven. They've taken care of it. No evil shall befall me. All of those things are on the journey. It's an ordination. I've been ordained to produce fruit. And as long as I'm about that, everything ordained for me are falling. The lines are falling for me in pleasant places. Be about this. Find your cell group and plug in. I don't have faith. You will flourish. Don't worry. I have bad habits. Pastor Noel, if you know me, when, <clears throat> in fact, even women, when they look at me, they know. They know that me, I'm a bad person. 
No problem. As bad as you are, plug in. You see, because the one that ordained you has factored somebody inside that you're plugging that is going to deal with that plugging. Did you learn something today? Give the Lord a shout and a praise. Hallelujah. You can go back to your seats. Rise to your feet, everybody. Let me pray. The Lord said to me, and I'm just going to take a minute to pray. Hear this. What I just said to you about when a person is discipling, he carries an authority. When I brought Mrs. Umudi to that lady, it's not the intensity and the fero you know, ferocious way she's praying. No. It is the simple act of faith. I've learned now to, to just simply pray and just ask God to do stuff in the lives of people that have listened to what I have to say because I carry an authority. Lift your hands. If you have embraced what I've said today, if you are positioning for this new beginning by activating your participation in your cell system, knowing who is over you, knowing who is your colleagues in that cell, and a positioning to be given your own cell to lead, if you've made that decision, lift your hands to heaven. Father, with the authority that you've given me to bring your word to your people, and as a confirmation of your word, I ask within the next seven days for evidence of a new beginning to happen in the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice. Then between now and the end of this year, eight, nine months from now, every single person whose hand is lifted, I want you to move in their lives in such a way, knowing their areas of struggle and need, as they plug in in obedience to your word, out of honor that they give me. I ask that every burden, every yoke, every area of struggle, let it be removed, let it be destroyed. This is my simple request, and I thank you with all confidence it is done. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.